Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dare to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, 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 and a big shout out to all my international, national, and local listeners. It's Transformational Tuesday, and I want to tell all of you that my prayers are with all of you, and I trust you're doing well during these challenging times. Please know we're all in this together, and we will get through. And today, we have a great show for you today, and a special guest who's a leadership expert, social entrepreneur, keynote speaker, international best-selling author, who is synonymous with an acronym M-A-D, MAD, Making a Difference Movement for Women and Girls. She's going to share her incredible transformational journey and her views on the potential for women to create organizational change, even in today's climate and environment. So I want you to stay tuned because you're going to hear my guest, Dr. Sam Collins. We're broadcasting live and you can listen to us on the Empowerment Business and Influencers channels. The show is also syndicated on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can now access the shows on your smart home devices. So share with your colleagues and friends. And if you enjoy the shows each week, you can subscribe to them via my website, drbarbyyoung.com, where you'll get weekly updates on the upcoming shows and other great information from me. Now, let's hear from my guest, Dr. Sam Collins. Greetings and welcome, Dr. Sam. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I am excited. Very, very excited to be here, and I, I, you know, I think in this current climate, it's uh, lots of things are getting cancelled, lots of things are changing, yes, things are moving yes. all over the place, but not this. We're still doing no, it, and I'm no, delighted. No, still doing shows, and I want to bring hope and encouragement to my listeners out there, and bring you still some of the experts, industry experts, all around the globe who are sharing their transformational journeys, but more importantly, their success strategies. But I want to share a little bit more about. Dr. Sam, not only uh, am I excited about having on the show, but I had a chance, and not always do I have the chance to meet my guest in person, but I happened to meet her in person at one of her Aspire conferences, and I can tell you she is an amazing speaker, and I would have to say one of the women whom I admire as truly a transformational leadership expert. She's an award-winning leadership expert at that. She was named one of the top 200 women to impact business and industry by Her Majesty the Queen. And she has worked with global corporations, small businesses, government, and not-for-profit agencies over the last 19 years. Her Aspire Foundation, which is a nonprofit, was launched in 2010. And its pro bono program has worked in 80 countries and has made a positive difference in the lives of over 17 million women and girls across the world. Indeed, my pleasure. Welcome again, Sam. <laughs> I got Thank plenty you for that. I got plenty of questions for you today. But the most interesting one, a fascinating one, I know that you were raised in the UK. And I want you to share with the listeners how you got started on your incredible journey. Well, it depends where you where you where you're going to start me off because it makes me it makes me feel old in some ways. But I was about to turn the grand old age of of thirty at some. 20 years ago, and, and I was like, oh my, you know, do you ever have these sort of decade turners or life moments that we're having a lot of right now where I was like, I, I, I want to do something that makes a difference. I want to do something that I enjoy. 
and I want to do something that feels purposeful, but it all felt so out of my reach because, you know, I was 29 and I had had a sort of um, quite unpredictable childhood. My, my mother had died uh, when I was 21. So those, you know, those years were, oh. were very difficult for me. Yes. And, but, but at the same time, I said, you know, it, it really made me think like, what is it I want to do to make my life really means something and to have legacy and to make a difference, particularly to women, um, because I had seen my mother be so successful in the job that she had. You know, she was one of the first working women. When I was a teenager, she started working. She went back to work and she wore the 1980s power suits. And I was so, <laughs> you know, impressed by this. And I used to iron, iron them for her for my, for my uh, pocket money. But I also saw her really struggle, as I believe a lot lot of women did then and still do now with creating that that balance with a definition of what success really means uh, as a working as a working mother as a working woman um, and and eventually um, it's very sad but she 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 had a lot of anxiety a lot of depression eventually she took her own life oh, and as no. dramatic as that you know as oh, dramatic as that yes. story is and as heartbreaking as that story is um, I, I think it really led me in a direction that I wasn't expecting to make. And, and I think, you know, for all that is happening right now, which is also very difficult and very hard, I, my greatest wish and my, my, all my most optimistic moments is that it's going to lead us to places that we never believed was possible. And it's gonna, we're going to be accelerated in it. We're being accelerated right now into, into new, new unknown places, which, yes. although scary, can also be exciting. Yes, that is so true. Wow. How did you, you know, what inspired you sort of to, uh, from all of this that happened with your mother's struggles and you're 30 years old and you're saying, I want to do something with my life. And, you know, most of us reach that point anyway of 30 and I haven't accomplished all I wanted to accomplish. How did you realize that you had a greater calling? When did you? Were you I at don't 30? know that I did. I mean, it wasn't like I sat down and said, "I think I have a greater calling." You know, I, I, it just—it was never that way. I mean, I needed to also pay the bills. I was sleeping on my sister's floor. It was more like I need to eat. I need to pay some money to my sister. But I knew, in deep inside me. There was something, and and as a child, I had always enjoyed you know, teaching and educating. My sister laughs that I would take her out into the garden and try to teach her English homework, and and I, you know, she would go back in again, and I would get really annoyed at her and frustrated. So obviously, it sort of came from a an early age in some respects. But I, I think when those moments come, and it, you know, it comes all together, doesn't it? It's the age, it's the decade turner, it's the dramatic event, it's the not having enough money and I think it just turns into a perfect storm in some ways and one can either make the choice of which is actually when I got up this morning is exactly how I felt like I think I'm just going to stand at the covers today it's just too much one can make that choice I just it's just I'm not going to go down there or we can also and I think sometimes it is a conscious choice go really the other way you know and get and get ourselves into all sorts of trouble with our mental health or physical health um, but I, I didn't, and I, and I also think one of the things that really helped me, and I think you'll understand this because I know the rebel in you, my, <laughs> my dad, very well-meaningly at the time, said to me, oh, it's never going to work, Sam, you can't start a business, you're way too young, um, you know, you can't start a business for women, people will think you're a feminist, dun, 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 you're a feminist, <laughs> like the police are going to come, <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am, you're a feminist, you know, we need to take you away. I mean, and I, and I, and I really sort of had this, and I've always had this. If someone tells me you can't do something, it's not going to work. I'm not someone who will agree with them. I'm not, uh, and, and especially if it's someone close to me, I will say, okay, <laughs> look, I'm going to make this work just because I want to prove to you that I can make this work. So that was a very strong driver for me in all of the combination of the, of the other things. So, you know, I got up and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give this a go. I don't know if I thought it was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'm going to give it a go. And also, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't really know at all. I had a vague idea in my mind. But those but small the, baby steps really do get you get you on the road, so to speak. Once you're on the road, you know, lots of great things can happen. 
How long did it take you um, taking those baby steps to get to the point where you realized that you were becoming uh, a woman of substance and and, and woman a leader, a woman leader, and beginning to become that expert? Well, I don't really know if I'm quite there yet. I mean, when people read my bio <laughs> off, I'm like, really? <laughs> the queen? Well, yes, you really? are. So I, I think we all oh, suffer with a little sad. bit of imposter oh, syndrome. <laughs> but um, I think it, it took a, it was a, there was a moment about two years in, and, and I am very close to my sister, and I, and I was working with a lot of very powerful women at the time, um, but I didn't feel as good as them and I would also sort of worry about the state of the business you know when you're running your own business the financial aspect of it is important and I and I was single and I didn't have that much to pay for you know at the time it was a different time in my life but I remember saying to my sister it's been nearly two years and this isn't I'm not sure this is working. You know, I'm not sure this is working. And, and she said to me, just give it to, to, to after Christmas, uh, after the holiday season. Just, just give it till then. It'll be two years. Then, you, then, you'll, know, then, you'll, then you'll know. And I think at that two-year point was when I really started to not only see a change, but also feel a change. And I think there are two things that need to come together. We need to see that change. We also need to sort of feel that change and see yourself emerging um, into who, you know, I, I always aspired to be. I guess there's a reason I called Aspire, Aspire. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I think that's, that, that's when I really started to realize and I started to understand, okay, this is, this is going somewhere. And, of course, getting recognized by the Queen was, was really a wonderful, well, wonderful moment. Well, that was really something. But let me go back a bit. What kind of business did you have that you start? What kind of business was it? Well, when I started off, um, Aspire was then very much similar as it is now, you know, with a passion and mission to make a difference to women around the world, to really engage with women, to help women to uh, aspire in their careers, in their businesses, in their lives. So we did that through the mechanisms of uh, workshops, through one-to-one coaching, through going into corporations and consulting. Um, And then, you know, over the years, that has evolved more with the mentoring program that you mentioned. And, you know, we have for a very long time been doing online and virtual events. And I know a lot of people are sort of being, let's say, pushed into doing that now. But we've been doing that for for a long time. And I think there's, you know, it's great... um, opportunities to do that and, and it's a wonderful way to reach many many women across the globe that one could not do uh, when you're doing a live in-person event what were what were some of your your if you could really name them what were some of your early challenges was it uh, lack of money uh, lack of uh, confidence you know that you've translated that now where you're able to tell women this is what these are some of the things that you need to shore up because you first had to find them within yourself, I'm sure. So what were some of those yeah, challenges? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And I've always really strongly believed that I have to role model anything that I'm espousing to others. And, and I think yes. that's one of the reasons that, that people maybe find me more believable because obviously she, you know, she's been through it herself. So she, she's not just sort of talking, I mean, talking about it. She's actually doing it. She's actually living it. But um, one of the first things is I didn't feel like I knew enough. There was a... There was a big piece for me around um, expertise, and you know, people would say to me, well, there's, you know, there's people in your field that are 20 years older than you, have much more experience than you, you don't, you don't have the expertise and the experience that you need, and I was very conscious of being 29 and, and you know, worrying ab- about that. So that, that was one of my first sort of inner battles, and rather than just saying, no, no, you're fine, Sam, you, you know, you're fine, I did embark on doing um, my doctorate, my PhD, which I... I'm very, very pleased that I did. I did that part-time. I was in London at the time, and I, I, I studied uh, my uh, gender studies and the future world of work and really sort of had this opportunity to dive into the research, dive into the literature, really understand what are the, the challenges uh, for women in the workplace. And uh, I felt like that, that gave me um, not only confidence, but it gave me such a useful um, amount of knowledge to be able to use to design my events, to be able to integrate that 
expertise into everything that I did. So that was definitely uh, one of my early challenges. I've never worried about money. Uh, you know, people would often say that, like, money was a big challenge. And I mean, yeah, I couldn't really pay my rent. And I remember sort of deciding whether I was going to, the holes in my shoes were okay, whether anyone would notice them. But I, I never worried about money. And I think that's always really done me really well. I've never worried about money. I've always said, Sam, you're going to be okay. You're protected. You're guided. Money will come. There's plenty of money in the world. It's all going to be fine. And it's always served me really well throughout the 20 years, throughout recessions, uh, throughout what's going on now. It's just always been something that I've managed. And I think, you know, my, my mother, you know, God bless her soul. I know she's listening. I don't mean this badly, mom, but she was really bad with money and was always in debt. And so I think I grew up observing that. I was a very observant child mm-hmm. and, um, and apparently quite irritating. So I'd always say, why? Why are you doing it? Why? Why? And she wasn't very good with money. So I, I, I made this decision very early on um, that I would be very dependent self-dependent on money and money would always be something that I would be conscious of and I think as women sometimes we don't pay enough attention to the financials really understanding how does profit and loss work what's a margin what's a balance sheet so I taught myself all those things because I thought I can't run a business if I don't know these things I'm not gonna have somebody else telling me what may or may not be true if I don't understand it so I think that's great yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, th- I think it's something that once you understand numbers, um, it's not difficult. And I think there's a whole big myth out there that they're all so difficult. We hear lots of, oh, I'm not very good with numbers. Of course you are. They're, you know, it's fine. Even my daughter, my daughter, my bless my daughter. She's wonderful. She, my adopt, she's my adopted daughter. So I love maths. And she's like, she's not genetically wired for maths. <laughs> and we have to sort, I sit down with her and say, you know, you can love maths. It's okay. Let me, let me talk to you about how maths will help you do the things you want to do. So yeah, finances can be a big challenge, but it wasn't for me. For me, it was more about inner belief and knowledge and taking some action on it. Now, you know, I, and I was writing down all this that you were saying when, when you described this, because one of the things most women will say, I don't have money, I don't, but you actually had a different mindset. So it all began with you with a mindset, a change of mindset about money and what money can do. And we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to be right back with my guest, Dr. Sam Collins. So stay tuned. We've got a lot more for her to share. So we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcasts. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my fantastic interview today with Dr. Sam Collins, and she is quite a leader, let me tell you. And I tell you, listeners, I met her in person, and this woman is dynamic, let me tell you, and inspiring, so very inspiring. And I love your title of your program, Aspire. Now, um, Sam, we were talking about this. You already came, you had come up with the idea of Aspire for your program some time ago when you're like 29 or 30 when you started your business. You came up with the, the title Aspire. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. I, well, it was kind of a funny story, really. I mean, if you if you go back to those days, mm-hmm. there wasn't internet. I mean, if we can imagine that right now, there wasn't internet. We had something in the UK called Yellow Pages. I think it might be White Pages here in the US. So yes. my sister and I were like, okay, it needs to begin with A, <laughs> because that will be the first thing that people see. And then we were both like looking through this magazine, and in this magazine we saw this word aspire. Oh, my God, I love that word. And then we looked it up on the diction- in the dictionary, and the definition of aspire is to soar, to soar. And I just I love that, you know, to soar, to go to great heights. And so, yeah, um, I'm happy we did it, and it's, it, stayed, it stayed very true for a long time. Well, <clears throat> definitely, you have found it a worthy, worthy, uh, I should say, contribution to the world when we talk about Inspire and all the differences that you're making with individual in the world. Tell me, how did you, you know, expand where you're now working with communities and you're working with organizations and you're creating all of this, this change? And what are women of change? I mean, because you sort of, you know, coined that term, women of change. When we think of women of change, what are women of change? And how did you just coin that? Well, I, you know, I was actually thinking about this this morning with this word change, because I, I was reading an article on CNN this morning about our requirement to change, about how the pandemic is going to require us to change. Like this is some new alien concept of changing. No one likes the concept of change. But actually what we're doing right now is evolving. And so I may rename that women of evolution, because the, the changes that are happening now are very aligned with women are very aligned with how we naturally think, feel, and act. So what's happening and how, how we change the world, whether that's our you know, immediate world or our families or our homes or our businesses, or that's the wider world in terms of our community and what's happening across the globe, we will have the opportunity to do that through the utilization of our natural strengths and leadership styles. Now, doing that, I think when people think about, you know, how am I going to change the world? What am I going to do? Especially when we're in the situation right now where we're at home. How do we change things right. from home? Normally, we're out there somewhere and we're busy doing our stuff and we're traveling and we're doing all these things. But actually, right now, we're back in the center place. How do we change from here? And actually, I believe this is the best place to be. It's the most creative place to be, and it's where I certainly have come up with some of my best ideas. When I came up with the idea for the Aspire Mentoring Program, which has impacted some 16 million women and girls around the world, I did it when I was pregnant with my second son, Charlie, and I was at home. A doctor had told me to stay at home because I you know, wasn't doing so well and I needed to rest. I couldn't move. I was at home, you know, I was complaining about my life, as you do, when you don't realize all that you have. And I turned on the TV, and there was actually a news report that really caught my my eye and caught my heart about women in Afghanistan. And as would have it, this report was telling the stories of women who were pregnant, like I was at the time, traveling on donkeys to birthing centers in order to give birth to their children, and only one in seven of them surviving the journey and the birth. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, here I am in my home in L.A. First of all, I felt so guilty about complaining about my life. But second of all, I thought, what, what on earth can I do? You know, little me sitting here, Afghanistan, the, the world, it's just too much. It's too overwhelming. But what I did, and I always believe in this, do something. Even if it's small, it gets you on the road. So what I did is I went onto my computer and I Googled this news report and I found the not-for-profit organization that was working with these women in Afghanistan. They had this project out there that was working to make sure that more women survive childbirth. And I just went onto their website, Barbara, and I, I went wow. onto you know, their, their contact us page and I I just sent them an email and I said, look, I just seen this news report and I want to do something. I don't know what. And I honestly didn't believe they would email me back. You know, when you do that, you send an email, you think, yeah, well, I've done my bit now. Yeah. <laughs> I probably won't get a response. And yeah. then, I don't know, it was the next day or a couple of days, I got an email back saying the president of this organization 
uh, would like to have a call with you. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, now what? <laughs> I don't have anything to say to her. You know, now what am I going to do? And I remember getting on the phone with this woman, and we were just brainstorming. You know, she was in New York. I was in L.A., um, we were brainstorming, and she said, you know what? One of our biggest needs is right now we've got these amazing women who are running our countries. You know, they are country directors. They run programs for women in Afghanistan and Congo, Rwanda, Nigeria. And she said, they need some support. They need mentoring support. They need help with their their, their balance and their communication skills and their leadership, that's what we do. And so we set up this pro bono program where we, by phone, would speak to them once a month for six months to encourage them, to support them in doing the work they do. And I think that's when I really realized, wow, you know, the world is so small, actually, and we have this technology now that I couldn't possibly travel to Rwanda and Nigeria or whenever and do events there. It just logistically would take forever. But we can pick up the phone and we could speak. And we did Skype and everything. And then we expanded this program much more broadly to many other not-for-profits and their programs around the world. But all that came from being sort of irritated, watching a report on the TV and sitting at home mm-hmm. and not being able to get out of the house, which is what's happening right now. That's why I think this is an opportune time right now for people. You know, as you were talking about that and how you you did something, uh, and I and I like the just do something and you did. The fact that sort of resonated with me is that you started doing something pro bono by phone. Now that we're in this situation, what do you think people are going to do? Because when you said that by phone, there is so much that we can do by phone, by helping people, by coaching by phone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we're getting a bit hung up in the mechanism. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's in a fancy venue with nice coffee and some sandwiches or it's by phone. It doesn't matter. What matters is what we're sharing. Yes. What matters is that we have that connection. And the, the old belief system was perhaps that we you know, has to be face-to-face. And look, I mean, I love face-to-face. I, I mean, I, I can't wait for face-to-face to reemerge because, I mean, I like to touch people. I like to see people. I like to feel people. But at the same time, the phone and Skype or Zoom or whatever the mechanism is, it's purely a mechanism. And it's forcing many people who wouldn't normally use those mechanisms or put it off or didn't know where to start, it's forcing people into doing it. And the good news is that the old days are gone, you know, where everything had to be perfect and you had to be scripted and you had to wear the right outfit. It's, it's not the case now. No one wants that. Uh, a good friend of mine, she's a human resources director for a large um, uh, makeup you know, company in the UK. And she said, look, Sam, I have to do a video. I'm terrified. What do I do? Look, I said, you know, wear something you're comfortable in. Be yourself. Write down a few main points. Make sure your phone is like high enough so it's at eye level. <laughs> you're not looking down or up at people. <laughs> Smile at the camera <laughs> and be real. Be real. Don't make it too long. Be yourself. Be real. Get your main points across. And I said, done. It's done. And you're going to. She did it. And she said, oh my God. She said, it wasn't that difficult at all. She said, the thought of it was much worse than actually doing it. And she said, I reached. She reached 10,000 people by sending out wow. that video. And she said, right. normally she would have like gone from office to office and she would have done lunches and it would have been over several months. So she got this message out and people could instantly message her back. They could instantly know who she was. They you know, had her as a point of contact for all of the HR issues that are clearly going on right now. She has a very young, like millennial workforce. Mm-hmm. So they totally get it. <laughs> they totally get the video. You know what, Sarah? I had so some flashbacks. You know, she was like, whoa. But, you know, now she's doing it. She's on the road. She did That's it. That's great. Well, you know, Sam, I sort of had a flashback with you um, thinking, you know, you were sharing that here I was 30 and I was thinking, wow, I haven't done it yet. I haven't made it yet. And I was thinking about the 30-year-old millennials today who are experiencing some of the same things that we, because I experienced the same thing at 30. And I just had a flashback of, you know, life continues. It has a continuum, and sometimes nothing really changes. You know, <laughs> so we I know, I know. It's such a big myth, isn't it? Each decade, you think, 
oh, right. yeah, I'm going to be so different and everything's going to be so different. But actually, no, not, not really. And not really. I, think, I mean, you're just such a great example of having you know, several incarnations of doing what you do and being such a great model of who you are and how you do what you do. And, and I just think the, the more we are out there as women and role modeling different ways of being different types of businesses, different styles, there isn't, you know, one perfect woman, which is this myth that has to be busted. No, no. What do you think, um, you know, I've thought about this too. You've become really a global ambassador for women. You empowered uh, women survivors of war in all these different nations. Sam, what did you learn from these experiences about yourself and about how we can translate some of that into what we're going through now? One of the biggest things I learned very quickly is we are all the same. And I mean, I just, I just you know, left off, uh, off a sentence where I said we're all different. But in many ways, we are so all the same. I suddenly, I, I sort of thought to myself that woman in Congo would be different to woman in L.A. And we're really not. <laughs> the environment no. is very different that we live in. The house we live in is very different. The amount of access, access that we have to certain things is very different. But how... What we feel, how we feel about ourselves, our insecurities, our passions, our strengths, how we feel about our children, how we feel about our governments, it's the same the world over. The challenges that we have in, in, in India are the same challenges that we have in New York as women, but the environment is different and they, mar- they are more exacerbated in certain countries, so they're, you know, they're more challenging. And I, once I learned that, it gave me such a global relief you know, like just just this relief of we are all connected and we have this unity um, should we choose to draw on it. We have this unity in community. And once one of the things that sort of feedback that we got, I remember we were working with a group of women in Afghanistan and we were sending them messages of hope. And the women in, in Afghanistan were very surprised that women outside of Afghanistan even knew about them or would even care about them. And it wow. wasn't that they wanted money or they wanted anything mm-hmm. like that. It's that they wanted to know that there was a sense of camaraderie and there was a sense of, of, of hope. And I, and I translate that into today where I strongly believe that the biggest thing that we currently are craving for is it were two things hope and comfort hope and comfort hope for the future and comfort for now and i do believe that as much as our you know media and government is trying to inform us about everything that is going on it is done in such a scary way such a scary way and sometimes i'm just sort of i'm limiting my media um uh, usage right now because whenever I look at the, I can feel like my heart's starting to race. I can feel like the palpitations starting to come up. That's the next thing I need to do. There's very little out there from our leaders that is providing that hope that there is hope. And I know everybody needs a tangible, you know, representation that things are going to end and evidence to give hope, but not necessarily. You know, if you if you dive deep into some of the media websites, you find the good news. You find the great things that are happening. You find the positive things that are happening. But it's not, it's not topping any list. And it needs to be topping the list because people need that. And the more this goes on, people will need it even more. They need it so it will provide them with there is some hope and it gives them some comfort. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. Stay in the moment. I'm, I'm in the here and now. You know, we say this is a great creative time, but it's very hard to be creative if you're feeling stressed. So to be able to release some of that stress, I'm doing a lot of meditation right now. I, you know, if I see one more video telling me that I need to start knitting or cooking or reading or something, <laughs> I'm going to throw out the window. I can't stand it. You know, I don't, I don't want to do any of those. Things. I wouldn't do any of those things before. So why would I do any of those things now? But I, what I'm focusing on right now is lots of peace and quiet, lots of thinking time, lots of creativity, and just, you know. It may sound simplistic, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And when it does, you know, we're going to emerge very strong. I believe that there is hope. I believe that we will come out of this. Uh, I think what you've said, Sarah, has been so beneficial because really people are craving hope. They're craving comfort. They're also, you talked about 
focusing and having peace and having quiet time. You know, how many of us have been so busy making a life that we've not lived a life? Oh, that, I think that's a great quote. Yeah, that's the title of your new book. <laughs> Probably will be because I have been thinking <laughs> this is this has been a period for me absolutely to think about where do we go next and out of this I think some great things are going to come but people have to get quiet um, from your experiences what would you share with women today particularly women in leadership roles because they are I think needing help. Um, shoring up, probably a little bit of motivational because they're at home. I mean, we're looking at a number of women who are in great positions and a lot of women are working behind the scenes in media, radio, Mm -hmm. TV. These people are all working from home, newscasters. Um, Those of us in the media industry, many of us are fortunate because we work from home. But those who had to go into a studio every day and be made up in the makeup, you know, unit and all of this. Now they're at home, and it's it's a whole different way of doing things. Is there something you'd like to say to women, in particular in leadership roles, because a lot of them are at home now? And um, I'd say, isn't this what you've always wanted? Have you always <laughs> wanted to be at home? Haven't you always wanted to have your pajamas on and do your broadcasting? Haven't you always wanted to not have to go through all of that makeup? This is it. You got what you wanted. I think we have to look at this and say, this is, oh, the other thing this is giving you is so much more time. How many times have you been in the traffic and said, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this traveling. I don't want to do this traffic. I don't want to have to wait and get made up and find the perfect outfit. This stuff, excuse my language, is all such bullshit. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing a whole makeup ban right now. And if you saw my hair, you would find it hilarious. I have short hair, as you may remember. My husband cut it for me the other day, and he'd had a couple of glasses of wine when he'd done it. So it's like he not only got, like, terrible roots right now, but it's also shorter on one side than the other. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. I think this is a great opportunity for us to stop caring about all these things that, as women particularly, we really cared about. It was more important, the outfit than the output. It was more important how made up we were than what it was that we really had to say. Now, you know, when we're on the phone like this or when we're doing video conferences, we don't care. It's it's becoming less important. And I think, what a relief. What What a good segue. What a good segue to our break. What a relief. (laughs) So, (laughs) listeners, we're going to be right back with Dr. Sam Collins. And thank you for listening. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my guest, Dr. Sam Collins. Sam, I'm so excited to have you on the show, and, and all of your comments have absolutely been so, I mean, they resonated with me, and I know with my listeners. Many of men, we're not leaving you out because we know that you're listening, and we're talking about women's roles and how they've changed uh, in the workplace. And my guest today definitely has helped to change men and women's roles around the world and has made a great impact on our society today. So, Sarah, I don't know why I'm saying Sarah. Sam, tell me, what do you think is next for us women of change? Well, you know, we were just talking before about when this is when this is over uh, yes. what will we be saying and i think to even to be thinking about that now like what do we want to be saying in 6 months time a year's time in 5 years time in 10 years time even 100 years time about this pandemic and i, I think there's a lot of people who will you know express the doom and gloom of of what they'll be saying oh my god thank god it's over we didn't die and of course that's all very very valid but at the same time i i'd love for us to evolve as as a planet i mean i know we're talking about here as as women but we're talking about all people here when we're seeing the changes that are happening with regards to the climate we've been debating and complaining and been controversial about whether we can do anything that would create any type of climate change and then this has happened and forced the planet into a situation where we're seeing dolphins swimming in in dirty Venice rivers and we're seeing animals hopping through cities that would not normally do that. Now, you, when we look at that, I think we can say, well, this is so unexpected and so unusual, such a, um, you know, we call it a black swan, not something that you could never predict. And I think if we start predicting now, then we even limit ourselves my vision is that amazing things will happen, phenomenal things would happen to the scale of the negative that are happening now, things we could never imagine. The planet's healed. There becomes true equality between genders. Things like the, the pay difference just gets sorted out, that people are kinder to each other, that people spend more time at home with their families, that we cook more, that we care more, that these become a, an accelerated part of our society as a result of what's happened. Someone put a pause button on earth. All of this has happened, terrible aspects of it, and we emerge from it so much stronger than we could never imagine. And women will be the leaders in this. Now, mm-hmm. I will say I love men. I'm married to one. I have two sons, and my dog is male. And at the same time, we need to have more women really raising their, their, their profile, their visibility, their, their expectations about themselves. And when we have more women coming in as leaders, we see phenomenal things. Look at Finland. Yes. No, all, and pretty, pretty much all women, uh, well, female prime minister and majority of the cabinet is women. Their agenda is very different as a group of women. And when we bring that, when we are in these more positions of power, when we bring this kind of leadership, things will change. They will change very quickly because we have different agendas. We have different decision-making abilities. We have different leadership styles. We care about different things. I'm excited about that. Now's our time. Um, that's been my tagline. Now is, is, I'll put it in this way, now is your time. It's yeah. time to make a difference. Um, and this is quality time. And truly, I feel like it's a time of reflection, a time of remembering who we are, who we are as people, who we are as a nation, who we are as a country, who we are as a universe, because this is global. This is not just a city or a town. But I believe that we were all made to create Sam, and and this is not the time to stagnate or be fearful and spend our time being unfruitful, but to be productive in building a life and not living, you know, living your life and not just building it. You know, one of the things that you said that I took note, and I'm writing notes, that the amazing things that can be done, and one of the things you said that resonated with me 
was make a plan of what you will accomplish by November. So by November, I will have, I think that's a good idea. By November or by December, by the end of the year, I will have and fill in the blanks or I will have done. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that, that's something I do at my workshop too. So, so what is it? You know, it's end of March now. Um, it's March 31st. I would say, you know, something like it's November 31st and it's November 31 and I am. And then and just, mm-hmm. you know, complete that sentence and write it down put down your page of your half a page of your aspirations you know yes. I'm safe I am well I am doing this I've achieved that you know I'm healthy I'm looked after myself you know whatever it is and dream big I think there's a bit of a tendency right now to not dream so big people are you know, understandably reducing their dream capability down dream big dream big it's the time to do that it's, you're, you're allowed and then we all work really so much better with a plan, don't we? Like, yes. I am finding, like, there's less in my schedule right now, and I'm like, oh, I can't cope. Like, I like to have a list. I like to have things on it, whether they're personal or professional things. And so, you know, on my list today, I was like, I find myself, like, putting things on my list, even though I shouldn't really. Like, I put on my list, clean the fridge and freeze it inside <laughs> and out today. It's because I like to achieve things. <laughs> So if you like to achieve things, put them on your list and then check it off when you've done it. Um, You know, I I think that we do well as women when we have those kind of, that kind of structure and accountability. And if it's not being given to you by people right now, um, if nobody's telling you what to do or how to do it or you're grasping out, please tell me what to do, please tell me how I need to do things. If that's not happening and it won't happen and it's constantly changing, then do it for yourself. And I think once you start doing it for yourself, it's going to give you such a huge amount of comfort and peace. Now, I have one last question before we close the show. You have been giving these uh, these Aspire conferences in various – well, actually, you were here in Los Angeles. You did one in London, I do believe. How will you continue those? Will you do them virtually, or what is your plan? Because that I, – I felt the conference I attended was so – wonderfully executed and really it was really one of the most profound uh, leadership development workshops I've ever been in truly oh I appreciate I appreciate it. we were we were no, I mean that seriously very seriously yeah it was, it was good very wasn't different it? it was really good did. I was that was a good one it was a good one you know I, I come back to my earlier point and I think we, we can't get stuck on mechanisms where we have to stay true is that we will remain an organization that will empower women and will make a difference to women and girls around the world. And how we do that may change. And I don't know yet. And I'm not putting myself under any pressure to come up with a, you know, a structure around it. We have been doing virtual seminars, webinars for years. So we had to cancel an event in March, which was a live event in London. And we did it virtually and it went great. Um, but we were also postponing that live event till, to, to October. So, you know, I love doing things in person, and my dream is that that will, that will reemerge. It may look a little different, but it will reemerge, and we will, we, there's going to be such a craving for that when this is over. People will need people. They'll need to touch people and see people and feel people and talk to people, and they'll need to do it safely but they will be craving it. So I imagine that conferences and events and workshops and talks, and it's going to be one of the, I predict it's going to be one of the most popular things. It's going to be on the necessity list of organizations because we will, will the, human, the human needs another human. We don't survive for long alone. Yes, for a period of time, and which is good for our creativity, but not, not forever. We'll need it back. So I'll be seeing well, you soon for hugs. Well, hugs to you and love to you for being on the show today. This has been great. And listeners, for those of you who'd like to know more about Dr. Sam Collins, you can get her book, which is called One Woman's Journey to Grace. It's Radio Heaven, One Woman's Journey to Grace. And Dr. Sam, where can they get that book? Amazon, Barnes & Noble? Yep. Yep, Amazon? Both. 
I would encourage you to get her story, get her book. You can download it, probably Kindle. Is it a Kindle as mm-hmm. well? You can yep. get it. Because Kindle look, well. you'll need something. This is so inspirational. You need to get her book. And as I close today's show with Dr. Sam, I close with the quote at the end of the book. The world will become a better place with more women taking leadership positions first in their lives, then in the business, political, and nonprofit worlds. Ladies, it's time for more women role models who are unashamed of putting their lives and families first and who are successful business women. Quote, from Dr. Sam Collins. Sam, thank you again for being a guest on my show today. We'll have to do this again. When things settle down, I'd like to have you back, but you have been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing and caring. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for having me. And I really enjoyed this. And I do hope that many women and men, all genders will listen to this and it will make a little difference in their day today. Well, you are a remarkable person, and I want to wish you all the success in cleaning the fridge. (laughs) Yeah, go do that now. (laughs) And I want to just say God bless you, and I wish you so many more successes uh, for you on your transformational journey because it's not over yet. And listeners, remember, transformation is one step at a time. So be ye forever transformed. And this is Dr. B signing off until next week where we'll have another inspiring and interesting guest for you. So have a blessed week, be safe, and stay well. Remember, we're all in this together and we will get through. Thank you and God bless all of you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week. 